Welcome back, true believers, to another exciting episode of the Not Funny Guys Presents Off the Reels, the internet's number one podcast on public library recommendations on spell tampering and gin. This is episode 83, and today we're excited to talk to you, the listener, about the MCU Spider-Man No Way Home and how it connects to the Sonyverse, as well as Miss Marvel. We're going to ask the tough questions, like if a Peter falls in the woods and no one remembers him, did he still make a sound? We are your favorite ne'er-do-wells, the Not Funny Guys. I'm your host, Casey, the friendly neighborhood Franklin, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, the other members of the Not Funny Guys, Dr. John the Amazing Evans and Eric the Spectacular Linebarger. And with that out of the way... We would like to remind you all that if it doesn't say not funny guys, then flip it over, pull out a magnifying glass, and look for the tiny inscription on the bottom. And then you'll see that it's really us. Gentlemen, hello! I always <laughs> thought we were supposed to unplug it and replug it back in. No, <laughs> that's the fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you didn't know we're an explicit podcast sometimes <laughs> well if they did most they do times now. i think yeah <laughs> that wasn't too bad that wasn't too bad hey kids spoiler alert <laughs> if you don't know what that is go and ask your mommy <laughs> and then no, let please. mommy know that daddy is the one who lets you listen to this that's you eddie we're talking about you <laughs> how have you guys been good oh yeah good been for our listeners it's you. been for, for the listeners it's been a week since we've talked in reality it's been a couple of hours since we've talked <laughs> well we've been not talking even. the whole time just yeah. not recording <laughs> this is true this is true oh the how witty we... banter you've missed folks i know all the witty banter <laughs> again ladies and gentlemen to... When we're like, off get, record, not recording, we try to get all the really inappropriate stuff out. And <laughs> that's right. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, like everything, a flashlight. It's amazing how much it doesn't work on Casey. <laughs> um, if you did not hear the last episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording a little bit early because I am going on vacation. Hmm. Um, and and it's also a bit the holidays. So Going on vacation. Little... How rude. Who would do uh, such a thing? I know. I know. Um, it's also the holidays, so some of us are going to spend time with family. Hmm. So it gives us a little bit of a break, so recording a little bit early. Do we have to? Okay. We do have to. Um, so today, as I said a minute ago, we're going to do Spider-Man No Way Home and Miss Marvel. And it's going to be great. Um, in the event that news broke since the last time we recorded, um, I'm sorry, we're on, we're on break, recording early. So if the SAG strike has ended, awesome! If it hasn't ended... Fuck the AMPTA. That's all I got. Oh, by the way, quick quick interruption. Since we're doing Extra Life, apparently um, Butterfinger is matching any donations in the next hour. Well, that just ended. That, that <laughs> oh, hour darn. Is done, my <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Never mind. See, folks, this is how news happens. We missed it <laughs> while we were off. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's awesome. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully my cruise ship has not gone lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, I should, in theory, by the time this one airs... Oh, no, I'll be I'll be in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle when this one airs. It's the next one that I'll hopefully be out of the Bermuda Triangle. 
So um, hopefully um, you haven't heard about me going missing. <laughs> and hey, with that, let us jump straight into it, folks. We're going to get in deep into this one. We're going to like get all in there and work out the knots and just like make it feel good. We're also going right. to be playing a video game while we record. <laughs> I didn't have a transition there, Eric. I didn't have a transition. Right, I, right, I, right. I was helping you out there. I, you are helping me out there. Um, let's let's get into um, Spider-Man No Way Home, shall we? Woo! And with that, I'm also going to start up the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to attempt to play a mission of Marvel's Avengers while we talk about this. Because it's Extra Life Day. So let's see how this works out. It's either going to work or it's going to fail horribly. Oh, it won't <laughs> let me actually do this one because John is not um, a high enough level. Uh, so let me pick another one. Damn. Pick a different level. I'm picking a different one. I'm picking a that different was a, one. That was an insult among insults. I know. I'm almost, I know. Level, well, I'm almost there at the next level. I'm like right mm, up against it. Oh. Are you though? Are you? Yeah, it says in my XP. So yeah, I can see my XP. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if it lets me do this one. All right. Next year, I'm gonna make. You okay, it's letting me do this one. Okay. Hello. That, would, that would be interesting. That actually would be. All right, Spider-Man No Way Home, 2022 Sony release, two hours and 36 minutes, directed by John Watts, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers are writing it again. Composer Michael Giancino. All the normal Spider-Man people are back, so I'm not going to name the ones who have been in the other movies, but I will name the people Check who the last are new. Episode. To, yeah, let's see the last episode. I'm going to name the people who are new to the MCU's Spider-Man. So Benedict Cumberbatch is joining um, Doctor mm. Strange. Jamie Foxx is returning to play Electro. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Benedict Wong is playing Wong. Andrew oh. Garfield is returning to play Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire is returning to play Spider-Man. Um, Aaron, Moyad. I would say Toby Maguire returned to play Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Mo Moyad, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name, um, is playing Agent Cherry. Re uh, Reese Ifans is returning to play the lizard. Charlie Cox making his return as Matt Murdock. Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. It's a big cast. This is a huge event movie, um, uh, that happens so. here. And uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about it. it first off, I, I forgot to mention spoilers, spoilers out the wazoo for both of these things we're talking about. If you haven't seen them, put this on pause, go watch them, come back. We'll still be here. Very true. Great. I'm glad that you've returned. So now let's uh, let's talk about these. The movie begins immediately where it, the last one ended. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right we're far from home left off. Spider-Man is Second. Peter Parker. Oh my god! And then he literally looks back down at MJ, like as if like it was just a weird cutscene. Yeah, and then they are off. She's like, I know what I said. Don't like um, web sling me again, but do it. Mm -hmm. And just things turn fast. Did you guys catch the Rogers musical poster? Yes. Yeah. I I didn't catch it the first time I watched this, but I caught it this time. Oh, I also want to mention I watched the extended cut. Which is um, eleven minutes longer well, than the regular cut. You. Good on you. Blah 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 blah. Well, I, I wanted to mention that. So, because <laughs> if I mention some stuff that's you're like that's not in the movie, mm -hmm. that's why. Okay. Because um, there were some things that I noticed that were a little different. 
Ladies and gentlemen, be prepared for 11 more minutes of this podcast of confusion from two of the hosts. Yes. <laughs> Why am I? It changed my character. I didn't want to be. Oh, man. Yeah, I was about to say, you switched out of being a Hulk. We're all yeah. Hulks. We're playing the Marvel Avengers game. So, I, The game switched when I had to change the uh Come the join level. us, folks. Come join, join us. us. We got all one right. open slot on the strike force. We do. It'll be closed before we finish this fight or this uh, <laughs> thing. So yeah, um, the gets away. I love the let's go through the subway and just the dangers of going through the subway as Spider-Man and the sheer terror that MJ has. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does well because I would be shitting bricks. I I probably would have like come loose. I would have been fighting him tooth and nail. I wouldn't care <laughs> if everyone's there. Like especially when he gets up on the bridge. And the leaves are there so he could take a phone call from Ned. Right. Like, what? What the hell? Like, I just don't get it. Like, mm. no, 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 no. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. MJ is a, um, a stronger woman than me. Um, I like when he gets back into the room, back, back to their apartment, and May and Happy find them and think they're having sex. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. We're actually, wait a minute. Are you guys breaking up? <clears throat> it's a great little um, comedic scene as everything is about to, to go to hell in a handbasket. Uh, let's see. Um, what else? We go to Captain's after that. Um, well, we learned that basically JJ is Alex Jones yeah, and damage mm-hmm. control. He might be a Nexus being, by the way. Ooh. Do you think he is? Well, he's the same in every universe, and it's always J.K. Simmons. That's that is true. I just he thought could. that was worth pointing out. He could be a Nexus being. That's right. All we need uh, to do is be in the Andrew Garfield universe, and we would have it. Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. There's um, damage control brings them in, and so I we don't actually learn that they're damage control until Miss Marvel. Um, but I'm going to yeah. go on and say that they are damage control. It is a returning actor, or he will return um, to play the same role, which is kind of nice. Um, I like the interrogations, how they trick Ned into actually revealing information. Yeah. And I like how they go after May and that really smart, yeah, you should get a lawyer because um, he's underage and this is child endangerment. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really smart way to to go after May. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say that damage control are just generally a holes of the Marvel universe. They are. Like they I don't really remember them are. being this dickish in the books. Are they this dickish in the books? I don't know, but they are super dicks. Yeah, <laughs> they're dicks in this movie. They were dicks in Homecoming. I mean, there's just no nice way to say it. Yeah, they're dicks in Miss Marvel. Although by the end of Miss Marvel, they're a little bit better, but they are still no, they are total jerks in that one too. But I meant the final scene when they're like, "You oh, okay. screwed yeah. up." That's like, the only time you see any form of like, okay, maybe there's a slight bit of integrity to these people. They just go about it in a really weird way. It's just like the worst kind of like the worst version of police force ever kind of yeah. vibe. I like that after the scene. We go to Peter in his house because he needs a lawyer. And it's Matt Murdock back, which is wonderful to see Charlie Cox returning as Matt Murdock. An amazing Daredevil. Amazing Daredevil. 
I like that, like, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And then the brick comes through the window. Mm-hmm. And then this is an extended scene. There's, um, you, Peter, you're going to be fine. And then he tells Happy, oh, you're going to need a lawyer. Well, why do I need a lawyer? Like, blah, 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 blah. And it just keeps going for a couple of seconds. Oh, I, so saw, does, that. I saw that version. Is Does it have that in there? I thought that but was I, I, I rented. So I don't know if maybe I got the extended one I rented. Did well, we'll we'll confirm that in a minute because I know one scene that's definitely not in the regular. Because I know they the, they definitely have the Murdoch scene. I just feel like it went longer about happy needing to get a lawyer. Mm. That was different. It was um, like two or three lines back and forth each. I actually here's the way to tell. Did you get another Murdoch scene? No. Okay, there's another Murdoch scene um, later in the movie. So you definitely did not watch the extended. So maybe that was originally there. Um. All right, so we get Peter going back to school, and it is does not go well. I love the awkward teachers. Oh yeah, because one of them is like, "Oh, you did it," and the other one's like, "No, no, no, no." Yeah, the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I love that he Steve that Coach becomes not a, a fan. I I love that that's a running gag, the whole time is the conspiracy theory part. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. There's um oh did you so there's that one extended scene. Um there in Peter's in the gym and the teacher makes him climb the wall so everyone can watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a really weird scene. Yeah, then there's another extended scene. Um Betty, it's oh, it's like a five minute scene. I sent you guys a clip from it. Where Betty is doing interviews, yeah, with yeah, all the kids, and like one of the things she talks to, to about is the Flash, and like, were you really his friend? Why wasn't I in your book? Oh, you're in my book, and he goes like to the teacher. He's like, oh, I would be like if I was Spider Man, I would be like, I would have better clothes. <laughs> and then there's like the the whole net of it where it's like, oh, you look good. Oh, thanks, you look good too. Why did the we break up? Of it all, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it goes on for a bit, uh, which was just weird. And then when that ends, it goes to them sitting on top of the um, on top oh, yeah, of the, the school. only place he can go to hide. Yeah, on top of the school. And and in that um, that scene, we also get Flash takes credit for naming him Spider Man. Oh gosh, he's like, yeah, we workshop some other names, but yeah, Spider Man. That's the one that we we stuck out with. Um, they are trying to get into school and they don't get into school because the world doesn't like MJ and Ned. Or Scott, the college, thank you. Um, the world doesn't like that MJ and Ned tried to help Spider-Man. So like they're taking it out on them, which is very unfair. Um, very, very unfair. Life is unfair. It is. But you know what you do if you don't get into school? You apply to another one. Or you go to a wizard. (laughs) <laughs> and have him change time. Or maybe you should have gone and spoken directly to the admissions person. Which I love how when like Dr. Strange does point that out, he's like, wait a minute, you can you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I watch that. Uh, so we have learned when we see Dr. Strange that um, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme because, you know, technicality, he blipped. Yeah. which is a funny thing i i like that they're we're seeing the consequences more and more of like what happens 
uh, or what happened from the blip. Let's see. Um, Peter wants Strange to go back in time. Of course he can't. So he does the spell and he just can't keep making up his mind. And it causes Strange to get pissed and yeah, reality yeah. kind of breaks. Kid. Oh my what was gosh. That? Also, why the heck was Doctor Strange even doing this? I seriously have so many questions about the irresponsibility of his actions in this film. Well, we learned that he's done it a lot. Remember that party? Yes, apparently. <laughs> it doesn't make I do it love okay that. or any better that he did it that way. So, I just love that. Do you remember the party? No. You don't I think he could be a scroll, do you? Spoiler. Um, well, scrolls wouldn't really know magic, so I don't think he. No, he a can't. Scroll. He can't. He wouldn't be able to do the powers. Remember, they can't duplicate powers. Yeah. No. But I, something's definitely wrong with his ethics. Yeah, that's <laughs> always sure. something. Okay, look, Screen Crush threw out this theory that he might be like a, a villain of the multiverse, and maybe they, when we get to Multiverse of Madness, maybe Doctor Doctor Mister Fantastic was correct. It's so. possible, and they 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 hint at that with um the What If series too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it is quite possible that he's not the hero that we all think he is, and this yeah, movie I mean, definitely kind of. Alludes to that a little down bit. That trend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Peter then decides to go and try to talk to the admission lady who's on a bridge. After they mess up the spell. After they mess up the spell. But we don't know the consequences that have happened yet. Well, yeah, we just we know the spell's know broken. So he starts talking to her and his Peter tingle goes off. He gets a little <laughs> tingle. A little Thank bit of that's a tingle. Working now, right? Yeah. And um, while he's there, something attacks the bridge. And what is it? But lo and behold, Spider-Man 2's Alfred Molina returning to play Doc Ock. And in a really cool scene. Um, and yeah, one thing really that's, great scene. One thing that's different, when they filmed Spidey 2, they used a lot of puppets mm. for the tendrils. Now they're using CG. And it, it still looks cool. Nice. I personally like when he tries to rip off the nanotech yeah and then like, and he gains it yeah. yeah i also like and when... just the tie underneath it too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i also like that when he takes off the mask he's like you're not peter yeah which is an interesting bit that he knows he knows who peter is mm -hmm. peter's different in each world mm -hmm. and he and people can tell which is kind of fun uh, but Peter does save out the day, and then right as he saves the day, we hear a laugh, a very familiar laugh, and then Ooh, we yeah. see a familiar pumpkin bomb arrive on the bridge, and it's Goblin, but before Goblin can attack, Doctor Strange zips him off and takes him to his dungeon. Mm -hmm. Um, While in the dungeon... No, he doesn't take him to the dungeon first, remember? Well, cause... that's the uh, Undercroft. The Undercroft. That's what I mean by dungeon. <laughs> um, then we, we see that Lizard's there. Um, did you... Oh, sorry. Um, then I was going to get ahead of myself for a second. Um, after he gets there, I like that Peter's like, I'm going to need some help. And he's like, I need my friends. And so when I love when Mary Jane and Ned get there. And Mary Jane just puts Doctor Strange in his place. Like, this is your fault. Yeah. Yes. 
And she is absolutely correct. She is. Like, this is 100% Doctor Strange's fault. <laughs> Peter Peter might have come up with the worst idea ever. <clears throat> but Doctor Strange enabled the child. Right. He shouldn't have done it. And honestly, Peter didn't come up with the idea. He just said something that sparked an idea. True. So still, Doctor Strange is a horrible mentor. Yeah, he's not good. No, not not as I've been reason. as I've been reflecting on this thing, I've really started to think about that and realize just how bad. Yes. Yeah. Now, after they get there, and he's like, "You guys can use the Undercroft." Did you guys get like a montage scene, like a music scene? No. Okay, the extended cut has like a music scene of them like putting their layer together. I and I don't, I, I don't that. remember what the song is, but it it goes on for a long time. We see them discover, but I don't think there's a a montage of like creating our own layer. Yay! Yeah, no, this is like it's a song plays, and we just watch them put the layer together and like do stupid things inside the layers they're putting montage. it together. Oh, look at a montage! No, I did then, not have that. Okay, good. Because you, that's, I'd see why it was cut and it shouldn't have been in the movie. It's one of the few <laughs> extended scenes. I'm like, okay, I get why this one was, I get why this was taken out. They learn that something is going on um, at a power plant. So he goes to the power plant after Dr. Strange enchants his web shooter. And we run into Electro from Amazing Spidey 2. And then while he fights and Electro, Sandman shows up. Spider-Man 3, the Tobey Maguire. Yep. Sandman helps Spidey stop Electro. And I like that even though they're he gets pulled in, this is an interesting one. He changes. Now, why do you think he changes? Electro, that is. He's not the same Max. And they even call it out in the movie later. I don't know. It's one of the few things that I, I just don't get. Like everyone else looks like they they did before. I think um, because Electro looked like fucking shit before. Well, obviously that's the the honest answer, but just... <laughs> I, mean, I think it like they make it sound as if like he's because this world's more powerful. Like he's been able to be his full self again versus like this kind of energy. Right, and that I get. It's yeah. the he, but he's not schlubby looking. No, because they make a comment like, "What your teeth are fixed and your hair is better," and so that's where I was. That's why I'm like, "Why?" Did I think Jamie Fox was like, "You want me to come back? <laughs> you want me back? I'm not gonna wear the same yeah. co- costume." I mean, that's got to be what it really is. Yeah. Um, Do you think they approached Paul Giamatti at all? <laughs> please tell me they didn't. I hope they did, and I hope okay. that he was like, "No." That's 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 my hope. Uh, he's like, I'm doing this movie called The Holdovers. I think it's going to be better. You don't shoot that for two years. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate the scene, like, when they when Electro is talking to them, and he's standing there naked, and they just ignore it. And then he calls them out for it. It's like, are you guys just going to stand there and act like I ain't butt-ass naked? Is his actual line? Yeah, <laughs> it is good. Um, then we cut to Goblin in the alley, and so we're we see that we're back to Norman with like the split personalities. Yeah, and I, I like it. I I like that how they how they handle Norman in this. I, I also like that like he got rid of the mask early on, and yeah. it, 
what it was supposed to signify was or make us think that, was that Norman he was, was winning out. Yeah. But no, what it was is he was leaving Norman behind, I think, at yeah. that moment. I, I agree. That, that's, and he that's was never Norman too. at all for the rest of the movie. He was always pretend Norman. Norman was the facade. I think I think he might have I think he was Norman, but I think he was letting Norman be in control for a bit while he kind of rested and bide his time. That's where I think, like, I don't think Norman was truly, I think Norman was in control as far as Goblin wanted him to be in control. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I take it. Like, Goblin was, Goblin put put him on autopilot, and the second it was t- Goblin was ready, he just switched the button back. Does that yeah. make sense? It yeah. Does. Like, I, I don't Goblin's know I agree still with, in, but it makes sense. Well, I think Goblin's still in charge. No, because... Like, I don't, think but, that norman was going to be able to do anything the goblin didn't want yeah but i mean even when like he like he's like how easy it was to fool you basically well like, he just I, used I don't norman know. as a vessel he just waited in door, like a backdoor program to take you over. do you do make a point though with that line i i don't know to me it's one of those like it, it's a winning out of the crazy right and this is willem dafoe slash the green goblin going full joker yeah, in this universe like this is the closest we'll get to a Spider-Man Joker. Yeah, obviously because they're not the same universe, but you know beyond that, yeah. Like this I mean, is... he essentially they have essentially turned Goblin into Joker. Yeah, in the comics and in the first movie. I mean, he might as well have been um, Jack. Uh... Um, Jack uh, Napier. Yeah, you know, huh? Jack Napier. No, no. You mean uh, Jack Nicholson? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was, the, the character is the the Joker name they give him in Batman eighty nine is Jack Napier. No, that's why it's the Jack Napier. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So he goes to Goblin. Ends up going to feast. That's the the homeless group. Um. Goes to feast, and that's where May gets involved, and Peter gets brought in. Then there is a an extended scene with um the Daily Bugle. There's a small little daily bugle extended scene. Um, and it's just like a little bit of a, an interview. And then it cuts to the whole, and now buy my protein shake. <laughs> ah. Ah. Which is great. Yeah. Um, we then get, you get, we know that Spidey is on his way to, uh, sorry, I'm, look at my notes weirdly um so after the extended scene we l- go back to we find out the guy go- most of them are all dead mm-hmm. in the world which is an interesting thing that not only are they being pulled multiversally they're being pulled out of time yeah like way out of sequence too so that's kind of a fascinating thing that this spell did which then leads to peter being like i gotta save these guys and we get a really cool fight scene between spidey and dr strange yeah yeah i I really love the fight scene i like how the train all at one point in time almost looks like doc ox tendrils which is kind of cool Mm -hmm. that was interesting when they had the whole thing and they were peter realizes that it's geometry yeah and he uses his math skills to basically outplay dr strange yeah and then also steal his slingering yeah and and leave him there um yeah, then it goes to them going to the apartment. And this is where another deleted scene happens. So we they go they do the elevator, they go into the apartment. 
Foggy's phone goes off. He is in a he's in a meeting with Matt Murdock. They're t- discussing with damage control the law lo- what's like what's happening to um to Foggy. Mm-hmm. And then um he keeps looking at his phone and the lawyers for damage control are like, do you have I think he says, do you have somewhere you need to be? And then he looks at Murdoch and Murdoch's like, will you please stop sweating? And then uh, Happy's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Like, you can stop yourself from sweating. It's it's an interesting little scene. I kind of like it because it gives a reason why we see the footage of them coming into the room, coming into the apartment. Got it. Then we get um, Peter decides he's going to try to help them and cure them. So he's going to have to fix Doc Doc's neck. He's going to have to cure Norman. No good uh, deed goes unpunished. Yep. He's going to um, try to take care of Electro. And here's an interesting thing that I'm going to bring up a bit later, but it's fascinating the parallels between this and Amazing Spider-Man 15 when he lets the the robber go. Yeah. Amazing Fantasy 15. Amazing Fantasy, sorry, thank you. Amazing Fantasy 15, um, he lets the robber go. He's letting Norman go. He's letting, like, he's doing his own thing. Like, I'm going to help this guy. He's not going to stop him. He's not going to do what Strange wants him to do, to send him back. So I'm going to bring that back up a little bit later. Um, So they're trying to do all that. We get the Daily Bugle shows up because they've been following and then Spidey, Peter's spider sense is going to go off. And Peter Tingle. The Peter Tingle. And I like that it's almost as if it's going off because the cops are about to come in. But it's not. He's sensing that something in the room is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he figures out, oh, it's Norman. And that's when we get that wonderful, like, it was so easy to fool you. And Willem Dafoe's face just changes from the feeble old man yeah. to the goblin with that goblin grin. Great grin. Oh. Yeah. It's so And I think he wears it better in this movie than he did in the first time around. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like he's he, figured he's, out the character now. Yeah, there's camp still, but like there's also an eerie truth now, you know, like something just off. Like you're he looks well, he looks more real somehow. Well, what's great about it, and the jump when we see him at the end of the movie, I love that in the first movie, they didn't want to give us the the mask and all that. They wanted to go with this this body armor suit. He looks closer to Green Goblin in this movie than he did in the first movie. Yes. With like the purple um, mm-hmm. ribbon cl- cape and then the green and then he's got the hood on. Mm-hmm. And then he's got that grin, and the way he does his grin makes it look goblin-esque. Yeah. So he looks more akin to what he should. It's he basically really cool. turns his face into an expressive version of the mask yeah. that he had on. <laughs> Somehow. It's so it's awesome. It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he's a national treasure. He is a <laughs> national treasure. Um, while he's attacking, Electro rips off his battery drainer and dis- discovers the arc reactor. Oh, which, yeah, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Oh, man. And we're like um, living an episode of Law of Unintentional Consequences, like run amok. Yeah. yeah. Which goes back to Amazing Spider-Man 15. Like he should have stopped the Amazing, Amazing Fantasy, Fantasy 15. 
he should have stopped these guys and he doesn't and he's the consequences are starting yes. to kick in elect oh sandman goes out into the wind electro attacks ak who then runs away lizard gets loose we get the really cool peter goblin fight mm-hmm. and i like that may injects norman but it doesn't work mm. yeah and then he's going to get the chance to hit her with the glider and send her flying and you're like oh god oh she survived thank thank god <laughs> nope she survived just messing with us yeah and then he throws that bomb and may and peter get caught in it and it's i remember watching it in the theater and you're like oh god thank god she survived oh she survived they're not going to kill aunt may it's great it's marissa tomei after all right and she's standing there and they're talking and they have the conversation and they don't hint at all Mm-mm. That anything happens. But then when she says with great power comes great responsibility, I remember my mind being like, oh, no. Yeah. Fuck, they, Uncle Bender, she's about to die. And you, your brain's registering it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so devastating to watch. Her collapse is, I mean, it's sad, but it's really well done, like you're saying. There's yeah. The, you know, everyone gasped in the movie theater. Yeah, and I remember I, yeah, bawling I like a baby. In the movie mm-hmm. theater, oh, I cried like, multiple times. This movie, <laughs> well, yeah, watching this scene, like to watching it when I watched it this week, mm-hmm. bawling like a baby because like the grief that happened earlier to me this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it really hits. They did such a good job building this up. Yeah, yeah, that it's it's just amazing. Um, it's 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 on a path that's going to eventually leave him isolated at the end. Yeah, this yeah. is the first. And, Tom Holland is the best crier of the three Peters, by the way, too. Oh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like <laughs> no offense to Toby, but Toby always yeah. looked like he was like someone stung him under the eyes and he was just like in pain more than grief. There was better crying on Dawson's Creek. You know what I mean? I was just <laughs> said there's better crying in Thor Love and Thunder that involves a water mister. There's better crying in a league of their own, and there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> Um, I like when she dies, Happy shows up, and you see that look when Happy realized what happens. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, run. And Peter gets away. Like, it's just, oh, it's so perfectly done. It's such a good flip. Like, that's the moment that he becomes Spider Man. Yeah. Like, that we truly know Spider Man. Like, I mean, he's been obviously in the last two movies, but like, this was the moment he was no longer a kid. Yeah, like. yeah. This is the grow up moment. Yeah, this is the moment he had to accept the accept the responsibility of Spider Man. Well, I I think I wouldn't say it's the moment he accepts the responsibility just yet. It's True. the moment that he becomes a man. Rock bottom. Now he's yeah. stuck on. You have to make a decision. Is it going to be revenge, mm-hmm. or are you going to do the right thing? And once he makes that decision, that's when I feel he becomes Spider Man. Is once he learns, he makes the yeah. conscious decision later on. Um, but it's definitely the the altering moment of him. It's what what do they call it in um across the spy or across the Spider Verse? It's the uh, the canon moment. Mm-hmm. It's the canon moment. Yeah, um, we cut we cut over to Ned and MJ, and Ned has powers. Apparently, he has magic in him, and mm-hmm. he uses the sling ring to to call for. Find P- find Peter. Find Peter. And I remember there were rumors that the other Spider-Man were in the movie. 
but there had been no promotional material on it. There had been no confirmation. Yeah. And when that insane. portal opened up, and you see Spider-Man there, but you could tell something was off. Mm-hmm. There was a reason he was Marla hooching it in the back, you know, the back. Yeah. And then when he comes, he starts to walk up and you're like, the body frame's off. And you mm-hmm. start to register, that's Andrew Garfield. And I think, good on him for making him the first appearance. Because I think he was the one that people didn't expect. Right, I think if people were like, "Oh, if they bring back one," I know that they're bringing back Andrew Molina because he had been referenced by mm-hmm. then, um, at the very least. So it was like it made sense for Toby to come back. It was kind of a nice homage at that point, and we could just kind of sweep the Garfield years away, which I think would have been everyone's hope, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they brought him back and he had kept it such a good secret to himself, yeah. um, that was that was one of those moments I started crying again out of pure nostalgia because mm-hmm. I realized what they were doing. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be incredible. Well, I feel like he also kind of, this movie kind of redeems his Spider-Man. Very to a much lot so. of people. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And I, I love that when he's there and I love the test that Gwen does or that, um, that MJ does like prove it. <laughs> yeah. And he hops up and she's like, no, 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 no. Crawl around. He's like, you can see in his mind that, the the dialogue in his head is like bitch i'm holding on to the ceiling <laughs> with the tip of my fingers like what else do you expect like you could just see it in his like the expression he doesn't have to say anything but mm-hmm. you see that expression on his face um and it works so well and then i love that okay let's call peter okay peter 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 and then in walks toby mcguire and the uh, the audience just lost it in the theater i mean it was just cheer i mean it was cheering for andrew but when the second one shows up everyone was like oh my god yeah best movie ever (laughs) what's another it's a it's a very avengers moment where all of a sudden you're always like holy shit they pulled this off somehow Mm -hmm. like they've made this work they and i think what's great is they wait until after aunt may before things go bad right and before they before they bring them in because Mm -hmm. Had they brought them in earlier when they brought in the villains, you could have just been like, oh, it's just going to be that camp movie now, moving on, and everyone would have been trying to console each other. Instead, there was that moment before, like right before um, the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe kind of reveals himself in that moment, that I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to bring them back, right? You know, because it felt like they're moving the story along now with just this one Peter. So it's like, okay, cool. And then, yeah, when they kind of cut away and bring it to you, you're like, oh, okay, no, they're they're going to pull this off and like, yeah. And they just hit every note from there. In my uh, opinion, that's what I like so much about it was that they brought in for the elder Spider-Man mm-hmm. who been there where yeah. he's been. These are, these are the, these are the, the, the friends he didn't even know he had. Yeah. Who were going to be there to hold, to not only support him, but actually fight with him mm-hmm. against the odds, level the playing field. And I think that's why it's important that they're brought in at this moment. Yes. Cause he's, he's at his the, lowest. He's at his yeah. later. You we know. we see him broken, and they're going to be the ones who are like we. They're the support group. They're yeah, the AA. Want, they're the twelve this is steps. Captain America, all by himself, and the portals open. Yeah, and they're the only ones up. who can understand what he's going through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. And I like that we learned that like Andrew became vengeful after Gwen's death, and Toby just becomes dark with guilt after what happens with him. Mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting how they do it and i love that they have like 
with great power comes great responsibility. How do you know that? Well, my uncle Ben. Oh, my uncle Ben. Oh, well, my aunt May. Mm-hmm. Like right. the, I love that bonding moment, and then we get the um, them coming together to oh, like okay, let's let's science this shit out. Let's figure yeah. it, let's figure it out. Um, and they do, and we get some. There's some great little moments in there of their mm-hmm. camaraderie and they're talking and like talking to Ned. Oh, well, my best friend turned evil on me. Well, my best friend turned evil on me. Um, the web shooters and they're like, oh my god, you can. Oh my god, that comes out of you. Where else does it come out? Of? Like, <laughs> it's like a fanboy's delight of all the questions. Like, hey, what if they met? Yeah. yeah. Not to mention and, that we actually get that Spider-Man meme in real life. So yeah, and mm-hmm. and this is where Ned's like, I'm magic now. <laughs> and that's also where Ned. This is where the Ned um, Hobgoblin line comes in. Eric is yeah, because he's heard the whole like, my best friend turned on me. My best friend turned on me, and that's why he goes, Oh, I'm not going to turn on you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to turn on you. I'm not going to be the bad guy. And that's the only like reference mm-hmm. we've had to. Hobgoblin. There's, I've heard, seen rumors that they actually. It's a pretty low level reference, if that is. It it is, but it's just like a a twist, like a he could turn. Mm. Um, I've seen that there were some talks of maybe having him grab, get a goblin um, bomb, and maybe get a little of the tech. Um, But they didn't end up going that route, which I'm glad they didn't. I know. Don't don't... do that to Ned. I like Ned too much for that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard to see Ned go that direction. All that well, we'll we can talk we can speculate after we talk about this. I think oh. they could do something fascinating. Um we oh. get the uh the cure that ass line, which just makes me laugh whenever we hear them say cure that ass. <laughs> uh we get to the Statue of Liberty and it is it is bronze now and they are working on it and they're adding a shield to the Statue of Liberty, which will get which was shown and referenced in Hawkeye. This movie takes yeah. place before, uh, but just where how where we are in the watching hmm. uh, is after um, or we're we'll talking about it after. Um, they're all in costumes and it looks great. Um, then the fight happens and we get Electro there in a comic reminiscent outfit. He's got like a, the electric mask, um, which is kind of cool that they show that. Um, yeah. See, um, they they can't work. The Spider Man can't work together. They're not they're not great team players, but I do like the I'm an Avenger and like we work together like an Avenger. What what's an Avenger? Are you in a band? Yeah. <laughs> Are we in a band? Oh, also, the, remember right before the fight starts, you know, there's the, the line where um Andrew looks at them and goes, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and they walk off. So the extended cut begins with Tom Holland, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield talking on Zoom to each other. And they're welcoming everyone to the movie. Like, thank you for watching the movie. This was a joy to do, yada, yada, yada. And then Andrew, or sorry, um, Tom Holland and Toby are like, Andrew, we've got something we need to tell you. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, what is it, guys? And they're like, we love you. <laughs> and he's like, I've been waiting forever to hear that. <laughs> That's a nice little little bit that Aww. calls back to the movie. That's cute. Um. We go through the whole thing, and they eventually do learn to fight or to to, you to team up and work together, which is a great little scene. They save the day. Doc Strange mm-hmm. comes in, um, mm-hmm. and things look like they're winning. They're changing everyone. They're showing Doctor Strange, "Hey, this is working. They're going to do this." But there's one person who's kind of missing, mm. and then you hear that laugh, and you're like, "Oh no!" And he gets the device, 
and gets out, which ultimately leads to Peter and Goblin having to fight. Um, but also leads to people getting their redemptions. Yes. We get um Spider-Man gets his redemption. Or Toby Maguire gets his redemption. He gets to talk to them mm-hmm. and he say, also gets to talk to Doc Ock. Yeah, he gets to talk to Doc Ock. He gets to talk to Sandman. Like, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna get you home. Yeah. Um, I also thought Andrew Garfield's was the most touching. Yeah. Yes, that he actually gets to save the girl, um, which yes. is such a beautiful moment. And like the tears on his face, like when it happens, like it's just it's it's that moment that he needs. Yes. And we get the fight and Peter's about to go too far. And fortunately, um, the other Peters stop him and help. And it's because Toby ultimately gets injured that Peter saves saves Goblin and it and it works. <laughs> I love the line there, by the way. I, I I'm sure you guys caught it, but the one where he's like, they rush over to to Toby Maguire Peter after he gets stabbed. And like, Are you okay? And he's like, Yeah, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's like, Oh yeah, I mean it hurts, but yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. We got good doctors back. We have universal health care in my planet or my universe. Um, God, it's 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 nice that he saves him. And this is the moment where I was saying, like, this is when Peter becomes a man. This is when he truly becomes Spider Man. Is yeah. he does the right thing and through the adversity, through the rage, through what he would want to do, he does the right thing at the in the end. And it's just, it's a nice moment, but it's still not over. The multiverse is fracturing. Mm-hmm. Everything's going crazy. And now Peter's got to make the ultimate decision. He's like, the only way to to save the world, to save everyone, is he has to, he has to make the world forget. He's got to make that ultimate sacrifice. And, and Yeah, that was a tough one for him. Yeah, and did you notice in the sky, Craven's there, um, Rhino's there. Yeah, you can catch some. Yeah, you can see Scorpion. Oh. Um, so it's interesting that they're all hidden there. Up top, Craven's the most obvious one that they show. And apparently, Tombs went through the other way. <laughs> yeah, Tombs will go through, which the, well, I wish they showed him disappear, but they don't. Um. But he's going to, so he makes the ultimate sacrifice. And I like that Peter's like, or Dr. Strange is like, okay, once we do this, there's no going back. So you need to go say your goodbyes now. And he tells them, you know, I'm going to find you. I will mm-hmm. find you again. Stay and, alive, no matter what occurs. Yeah. Like, I'm going to find you and I'll make you remember. I'm, 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 I'm tearing up just thinking about like how sad and heartbreaking this scene is when he's got to kiss um, MJ. Yeah. Um, then we cut to a few weeks later. So now it's like winter, like Christmas time, which this in theory would be about the time Hawkeye's happening. Mm-hmm. And Peter does go find MJ and Ned and he's getting ready to do it, but he can't do it. Now, why do you, I don't, do you think it's just because they're happy and he doesn't want to endanger them? Like what, why do you think it's he doesn't? It's the secret identity. It's the knowing that if they, he get, they get close and they get found out that he'll ruin their lives. Yeah. It's yeah, his guilt. It's learned experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's his guilt. It's his um what happened last time. You know, maybe he's not ready yet. Maybe he realized he needs to let them 
be let them live their lives and be whoever they need to be for a while while he figures out himself. Yes. Yeah. Is he telling them for them or telling them for himself? You know, at that point. Yeah. If he's just telling them for himself, they don't I care, think, right? Yeah, I think that's why he ultimately does it is yeah. because he realizes it's for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so sad. And then he goes to <laughs> May's grave and he's talking to May and then Happy's there and happy and this is when we learned that like okay yeah no one mm-hmm. remembers him because happy doesn't yeah i was actually yeah, good expect- to meet you. i was actually expecting him happy to say like um good to meet you i'm happy um happy hogan and i was expecting peter to be like i'm ben yeah. like, I'm, I'm fully expecting peter to take on the persona of ben riley like in my mind that's what that's the new alias he's gonna have because he doesn't have a social security card anymore like, because he's wiped from everything. Yeah. No one will remember him. He gets into time for him. He's just an illegal now. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, He gets, he's got an apartment and he makes himself a new suit. And it's not only is it a new suit, it is the OG original suit. Mm. Shiny now, and all, because it has a shimmer to it. Yeah. It's it's the exact it's the design. I mean, you can debate whether it was shiny yeah. in the books originally because it's you know it's just, yeah. But um, now I alluded earlier that there's some similarities to Amazing Fantasy 15, um, with the letting the bad guy go, getting Uncle Ben in this case Aunt May murdered. I think the first three movies, Homecoming, Far From Home. And No Way Home are actually just the story of Amazing Fantasy 15. In some that small he, ways, a little bit. That he it's becomes origin. Yeah, that he becomes Spider-Man at the end. I mean, he was Spider-Man technically, but he becomes the Amazing Spider-Man. And I don't know this, this set, so... Now, Amazing Fantasy 15 is what you basically saw in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. That, but that's Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah, it's he the gets whole, except it stops when Uncle Ben gets killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uncle Ben gets killed. He catches and the crook, the and then that's when it ends. It's just the real. He goes after the thief. He has the realization, and that's the end of it. Yeah, he learns his lesson because he learns his lesson: don't kill the guy. Huh. Save yeah. the, like save the guy, and that's where I'm like, and this one he learns like Ben dies. He gets the hurt. He gets the revenge motivation. And he right. can't do it, and so he saves the guy at the end. He like just gets him arrested, and then it ends, and he becomes Spider Man. And Lee learns with great power comes great responsibility. And so in this one, he's got his powers. He builds up to it. Everything happens, leads to he didn't catch the person. Loved one dies. He make he gets to, brought to the brink, and he makes the right decision, and then he becomes Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, right. I can see that. So you better, bef- yeah, you better see it. You better agree with me, or John <laughs> will kick you out of the Zoom. So then we get tag one. Now tag one is why we watched all those other three crappy movies a couple weeks ago, Jesus. because we see Venom at the bar talking to a bartender who is also the guy from Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Yes, soccer is life. Football is life. Bartending um, is life. <laughs> I love that. 
I love that it's so unbelievable the world Eddie's in. He's got an alien on him. He's fought another alien. This world is so unbelievable that there is a man in an iron suit and a red guy, a green guy who gets mad that he can't <laughs> believe it and he has to have the story repeated to him multiple times. <laughs> he's working it through it, man. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, I think I think we should go to New York and speak to this Spider-Man. And then of course, like you gotta pay up your tab, disappears. And it's like, oh, again, this happens. <laughs> and then we Who see the time. disappeared from his bar? Which, I makes know. Me, which makes me think that Venom's not in the universe. But that Venom is in the universe. No, this wiped him out. But then he leaves. The symbiote stays. There is a piece oh, of the symbiote. The symbiote's right, on right, from the right. bar. So now the Venom symbiote's there. <laughs> but no more Tom Hardy as Venom. No Tom Hardy as Venom as of now. But the symbiote's still there. So we could get symbiote Spider-Man in whatever the next movie is, if they really. I think to. they're going to call it Homesick, <laughs> and it's all about like getting MJ and them back at that point because he has to. See, I don't think they're going to actually stick with the home titles, but um, and then real quick before I get into speculation, so the second tag is a senior safety video with Betty, and actually part of the um how that starts with like the whole uh, cafeteria safety that's shown in another scene in the extended cut earlier. So that's the second time I had to watch that scene, (laughs) but then it gets to um, Betty talking. And this is where we actually see she disappear. They disappear sitting and they come back standing. Okay. Um, It's actually where that ended up happening. Um, So, I my thoughts on where they're probably going to go. I I do think they're going to probably do the Ben Riley. He'll make up a name. Um, it just makes sense, and it's a it's a fun nod without having to actually do the Clone Saga. Um, True, but I think I think something's going to happen, and he's going to have to tell MJ somehow. Something's going to happen. Either the spell's going to break, or he does it, or he finds a way to do a spell that counters on certain people. Something will happen about that. And I bet she, you MJ she's targeted somehow and he has to explain why after saving her. Yeah. And I think I think somehow MJ and Ned are gonna be a couple. Mm. The something's gonna happen that's gonna bring the memory back on at least MJ. It's gonna cause Ned to get mad Ooh. and want revenge because then he's gonna find out all that happened and think that Peter is doing something to get back at him. And that's going to cause him to become Hobgoblin. I think that's where they're probably going to go. Interesting. Because it would see Ned turn bad though. If they do it right, it'll be, you know, it'll be a great turn. That'll cause everyone to like, feel just as hurt as Peter is, but okay. they're going to have to, they'd have to be really careful on how they do it. Well, that's what but, I'm worried yeah. about. I th- I think that's kind of where they're gonna where they're gonna go. But you know where we're gonna go? Where are we gonna go? We're gonna go to a library. What? Eric, tell us about a library. Okay, well, actually, our library is gonna lead us into where we're going next anyway. So it's a good way to say where we're going, which is Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, that's right. We're going to the Jersey City Free Public Library, uh, the Marion branch to be specific. Um in the Marion Branch, Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, that's 073 
zero four for those of you keeping score at home. Sorry, I hate Excel. It likes to get rid of that first zero. Uh, so zero seven three zero four is the thing. Uh, so the Jersey City Free Public Library uh, is the largest municipal library in the state of New Jersey. Um, in eighty nine, that's eighteen eighty nine. Uh, Mayor Orestes Cleveland appointed a board of trustees to found the Jersey City Free Public Library. And in 1901, the library opened with 15,515 books. They just liked ones and fives. Um, and so it was ready to serve Jersey City at that point. Um, and so at present, it consists of 10 different locations, Marion Branch being one of those, obviously, um, and offering, obviously, physical and digital collections, uh, exceeding 1 million items total. Uh, so the Marion Branch itself has served the community uh, that it is in since 1930. Um, and provides a rough uh, a collection of about 8,000 different volumes of things um, in terms of kind of a rotating number. Uh, not a ton more information there. Uh, I did choose it trying to find an area that I thought had kind of a larger Pakistani representation based on uh, Ms. Marble, where we're going next. And so I did kind of look up an area that seemed to have, uh, it's just down the street from a mosque, for example, um, and some other holy sites and things like that. So uh that was kind of my guess but either way it, it's really close to everything else it is jersey city um it's not a giant uh square footage uh the library itself the mary branch is closed on saturdays and sundays uh but otherwise it's available every other weekday uh monday through friday from 9 30 to 5 um like i said it is uh a block away or so from from some kind of more cultural landmarks and stuff like that that may be uh more representational to either the area or, or simple publics in terms of kind of local landmarks, um, big public municipality landmarks. It is a block away um, or just a few blocks away from Lincoln Park. And it's just north of there, if you're familiar. It is obviously just west or over the Hudson from New York City. Um, and it's actually basically like a, a block away or kind of the same block as the Holy Name Cemetery and Mausoleum, which I only mentioned because it seems to be a giant chunk of land. Uh, so, like I said, not a ton of information around Jersey City Free Public Library at the Marion Branch in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, but hopefully, we'll we'd see uh, Kamala Khan visiting that library as she studies for her for her classes in between saving the world. So, yeah, Jersey City, Marion Branch. That would be pretty cool if uh, she showed up. All that's time. that's kind of how I try to find these things sometimes. Like, where would where are they most likely to go? You know, the people who were born in the city of, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I did that for uh, the uh, the. Um, the spider-man libraries when i really located the address back in uh toby mcguire days nice sorry about that I had to sneeze yeah all right well thank you eric thank you for uh looking that up for us now thank let's you. talk about uh miss marvel 2022 disney plus show six episodes um directed by oh i apologize in advance Wow. Adil El Abari, Dival Fala, Mira Minon, and Sher, uh, Charmin Ode Chino. I think you did better Try. than I would have. Good. Yeah. Good job. Try. Um, two of those uh, directors were going to direct Batgirl. Hmm. Oh, technically did direct did Batgirl. Did direct Batgirl. Did technically direct Batgirl. Um, written by in this Disney, the infuriation of it. I don't know who the 100% showrunner would be, 
but I believe it was uh, Bisha K. Ali um, is the showrunner, I believe. And then the, her staff. Composer was Laura Karpman. The cast, we got Iman Villani as Kamala, mm -hmm. Matt Lentz as Bruno, Zinobe Sharif as um, Munida. Muni how do you pronounce her mom's name? Do they actually say no? I don't remember how they pronounced it. My that's her mom. Um, Yasmin Fletcher as Nakia, um, Fisha as Cameron, um, Mohan Kapoor as Yusuf um, or Abu, um, her dad, um, Aran Moyad as Agent Terry, Cherry returning, and then Brie Larson um, returning for a split second as Captain Marvel that will lead into the Marvels, which technically comes out this Thursday. Ooh! Oh, yeah. So we can add it to the list. Add it to the list. Um, all right. So what I'm gonna do for this, I'm gonna name the six episodes, mm -hmm. um, and then we'll just talk through them, uh, okay. or just talk about the show in general. Um, so here we go. Episode one is called Generation Y. Episode two is called Crushed. Three is called Destined. Four is called Seeing Red. Five is called Time, and again, and six is called No Normal. So mm. this show starts off in a great way. I love the music opening. It sets the tone. I love the fun Marvel Studios opening with the animation that Kamala made for her own podcast yeah. um, by Sloth Baby Productions. It couldn't be better. Um, we learned that Scott Lang, Scott Lang has a podcast, Big Me, Little Me. <laughs> Why is this not on like podcast services, I would listen to this. And we learned that because he's on which pod? This powered life. Yeah, this powered life. Like, <laughs> I, I want, I want to hear this. Um, we learned that there's something called uh, Avenger Con in New Jersey. I would totally go to Avenger Con, oh. and it makes so much sense. How is it not be... already in existence? That's my curiosity. I know. You know, and you I guess get... we got Comic Con, but still, you can get shirts that say Avenger Con. They actually do all the shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I might try to get one while we're at Disney. Mm. Um, so we see that Kamala is just a normal girl. She's just trying to pass her driving test and someone should teach her reverse versus forward. <laughs> um, I love that. And all of her daydreaming, she like her world is animated. Mm -hmm. I love that feel. I love that they're not hiding that she's Pakistani. They're not hiding that she's Muslim. It's all throughout the show. Um, I like her friends. I love the school, like the the difference between this episode and the next episode when she's at school of how like she's very insecure, but then she's going to become very secure in herself all of a sudden. Um, it's really cool. I love that she just she just wants to go to Avengers Con with her best friend who is clearly madly in love with her and she doesn't realize it. Oh, yeah. Like 100 like, percent. Like any good John Hughes movie. <laughs> it does feel like a john hughes movie actually yeah. like if john uh, hughes did marvel yeah this might be what we have we would have gotten i i love that she just wants to go and her mom <laughs> won't let her go to the con but then like changes her mind like okay we've decided to let you go <clears throat> but there's there's ground rules and stipulations you know two hours you're gonna wear this costume that i made you for you and your dad's going to and you're gonna he's gonna be big hulk and you're gonna be little hulk and it it just cracks me up. And did you notice that the because she turns it down and hurts her dad's feelings? Just yeah, that. Can, can, yeah. I want to hang on that. So don't let's not leave that before I'll let you finish. But I want okay. to her turning it down. 
Yeah, um, I just wanted to say the costume, the Little Hulk costume, will make another appearance later. It comes in at the wedding, and I didn't catch it until this rewatch. But mm-hmm. it's in the wedding. Um, the bride's, I guess, younger brother wears it in the dance sequence. Um, okay, go. What was your? Uh, what was your? What's your thought? Um. So, so my question is, she turns it down. She's clearly got the backing of her family at this point. She's won them over. Her dad's all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has to wear a costume that she isn't the one she wanted. Is she wrong for acting the way she does and turning it down? Parents, yeah. you two are parents. I'll leave it to you more than I, I should take an answer first. I mean, yes, but I get why she does it. And John, you're on mute. I, I get why she does it, but yeah, she is in the wrong. She's a teenager. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's the actual answer. Is she's a teenager, and it's and that's the problematic element is that her parents don't recognize that. Yeah, mm. that's the that's that's the 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 sort of weird line that's going on there is sure. that her parents don't want to recognize her as being on the cr- cusp of adulthood, mm-hmm. and part that's part of the undercurrent that goes throughout this entire series to some degree. Yeah, so that's the secondary arc, the story yeah. arc to it. That's that's the parents arc, which kudos for the show for doing that because not many of these shows have done multiple like growing moments for characters true so kudos for for the they, writers they do grow quickly especially on the mom's part but I, I i applaud the growth nonetheless well really i would say she does i mean she doesn't really grow until episode five but her mom is so resistant because of her grand of her of her mother yeah. yeah, there is a deeper underlying fault line that is true. That's generational, which is itself part of what's going on in the story. Yeah, yeah, it's so. it's such a good, uh, yeah, it's it's tough watching her because you by this point in time I'm already in love with the family, and when she breaks like a boo's heart, oh, yeah. like it Abu's, just and boo the most. He's so great. Yeah, he's it's just it's heart wrenching. But yeah. then you see and like in her own face. She realizes the second she does it. Oh, yeah. She knows what she did. Yeah. yeah. She um, knows what she did. I hate to say it like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking to your um, John Hughes moment, there's a John Hughes reference that comes up immediately after when she's like, all right, we're going to Avengers Con, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to Ferris Bueller this. Yeah. yeah. And like she totally comes up with the Ferris Bueller plot. So another little nod to John Hughes. Yes. Um. Well, so it's the coming she, of age, yeah, it's the, all the coming of age tropes is what we've mm-hmm. got playing here, which was what John Hughes was very good at. Yeah. Um, another important thing that's happened: um, grandmother Nani has sent a package, and in the package is uh, some clothes and then a bangle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she okay. decides to take the bangle to make it as part of her costume because one of the things for the cosplay she wants to do—that's why she wants to go—is she wants to cosplay as her favorite character. Or sorry, her favorite hero, mm-hmm. specific, her favorite hero, Captain Marvel. Yes. Um, and she has the, the part of the cosplay. You're supposed to make it your own, yeah. like have a little of you as part of it. So she wants to bring the Pakistani side with the bangle, um, and so she eventually will get the bangle and try it on um, with the costume. And instantly, as soon as it's on her, something happens. Like it starts to glow, and she starts to glow. She does her, um, she does the cosplay, and I th- this thought just actually came to my head. It's, it's stuck me there. She's doing the cosplay, 
So spoilers again, if you haven't seen this show, we're going to jump around a little bit. Um, we learned she's a mutant. The end of this. Yes. Yes. One of the last things, you have a mutation. Na, 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 plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mutants in the books, their powers manifest at puberty, around her age. Mm-hmm. When an extreme stress happens, yep. she's under a ton of stress in that moment because it's awkward for her to be on that stage. All the lights and all the cameras on her. All the lights. Like no wonder it tri- her mutant power triggers mm-hmm. at that moment, and that that thought just came into my mind that oh yeah, this makes sense why it's happening yes. at this point with how awkward. Um, she accidentally uses the powers as you would at the first time. No hero uses their powers perfectly. She damages the giant man head. Eventually, <laughs> it falls and causes a chain reaction, a mousetrap type thing, and hits the other girl, and she saves her. Her hand gets big. She saves her, but everyone's filmed it. Everyone's caught it. Yep. She goes to get home, <clears throat> gets busted by her mom, as teenagers do. You cannot oh. get away um, from your parents, particularly your moms. And um, that's the end of the episode. But we have a tag this time around. And Damage Control is watching the footage from AvengerCon. Yeah. And it's the guy from No Way Home letting us know that No Way Home guy was from Damage Control. So yeah, it's a really solid first episode. It sets yeah. the tone for yeah, me. Um, the rest of the show pretty much stays in that same tone. Um, let me, let me epis- yeah, we've already gushed on her a little bit, but Imana Valani is just the most adorable, perfect, yeah, yeah. She's pure joy to watch. That's yes. what I was ultimately going to say for this show. This show is cotton candy, pure joy to me. Which, I love it so much. At this point, after Endgame and stuff, up until now, has been so dark and grieving. Yeah. We needed this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We needed this brightness and this. Well, fun. and here's what Hawkeye kind of gave it to us, but I, I may be the only one who feels like this show's still about grief, though. It oh, just yeah. doesn't hit yeah. you until the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's generational. Yeah. Right? And when it hits you in that fifth episode, boy, does it hit you. It hits you with the train. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is intense. But until then, it's just this bubbly, fun show of this girl just living her life. And so, like, as would happen with the young girl in the second episode, she ends up meeting a guy who she's going to end up getting a huge crush on. Mm-hmm. And it's her just falling in love with this guy and wanting to be with him. Um but before that happens, they um the and people are interviewing the girl who she saved, and that's where we get the name Nightlight. Nightlight is born. Yeah. Um, the budget Captain Marvel. Um, I think is how they actually <laughs> phrase her at one point in well, time. You know, that's another thing I liked about this. What they, you know, this being a, a show like this is that we got to see this inside this culture of you know the mosque. Yeah. And the community. Mm-hmm. In a way that I think was very um really needed i think that's what i was about to say it's actually needed it's It's very much needed because i think there's all sorts of misconceptions that exist around you know muslims particularly in this country since you know for a very long time but particularly in the last 30 you know 20 something years and i i think this kind of show we need things like this to to let us see inside of these worlds and get to a better place of empathy with them yeah well, it's like TV and movies 
created a stereotype that ruined how we look at people who are Pakistani and people who are Muslim. Mm-hmm. And this show is that breath of fresh air that Correction. in a way, I remember watching it originally and I, I looked at my wife and I was like, what I love about this show is it shows that they're, they're just like everyone else. They're yeah. loving people. They have a great culture. Um, their faith isn't something to be scared, scared of. They're they just want to live their own normal lives, just like everyone else. And this show shows and captures the beauty of that culture. Um, I always thought it was really beautiful the way they handle themselves, particularly when damage control starts. Yeah, especially especially with the friend who's running for the council is like, no, like you can't come in here. Like you need to you like she stands up for herself, but in a very respectful way. And she's pushing against traditional conceptions of femi- feminine roles, too. Yeah, very much so um, in this. So it's 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 great. I, I love it. Um, I love this show so much for all that. Every bit of it. Uh, so while all this is happening, Bruno is going to talk with um, Kamala and like, let's test your powers. Let's learn your powers. And we get that fun little learning her stuff. She can create um she can create the energy fields that she steps on, the hard light that yeah. she can step on. She can like grow her hand, uh, but she's gotta lift it. So that is this is one thing that they have changed from the book. So in the books, she was an inhuman, not a mutant. They've yes. now changed that in the books. Um Gee, why? They... what was wrong with the inhumans? <laughs> well Well, the inhumans aren't an established <laughs> element in the current MCU either, so Right. And in the books, spoilers, if you have not read a book in the past couple of months, but they killed her in the books. And then the next month brought her back as a mutant. (laughs) And so so now she's correcting. Yeah, it's like I think they called her the uncanny. I think she's uncanny Miss Marvel now or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, She's a member of the X-Men. So they're starting the X-Men, if you will. Yeah, so they're 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 changing this in the show. Um, also in the books, she has stretchy skin, like Mister Fantastic. So this yes. one, they're giving her this energy powers, which will tie into Miss Marvel, which actually works very well. I do see the criticism a little bit of, oh, it's just Green Lantern, except well, for Green Lantern can manifest things off of their bodies. Yes. She is manifesting stuff on her body. I will say that was Out one of, of the drawbacks yeah. for me was the fact that they they kind of didn't do a great job with some of the special effects in the show. That's one of my few criticisms. Like See, it yeah. was a little rushed. Yeah, I'm, I actually don't mind the effect. I mean, yes, I will, I will okay, agree. The auntie like better. disappearing and turning into bones later. That was that was uh, bad. Yeah. Well, that part, yes, for sure. But I was gonna say they. All the Marvel shows have been rushed, and there's reasons behind that, and hopefully that's changing now. They're they're all starting to unionize, so hopefully that will um, change. But I actually don't mind. Well, when it comes to her light powers, I don't mind how it looks. I actually kind of dig it. I like that it's a little bit otherworldly looking. I'm just saying I could tell they could have done a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not faulting because I mean I I the story and the characters and everything. I truly love it. So, I mean, I don't hold that necessarily as a high mark against them, but it just, 
it's one of those things that's like you you i can tell you could have done just a little bit better i'll be curious to see how it looks in the movie yeah, now that they got a movie like a full movie budget like if it looks exactly the same then you can make the argument that it was intentional to look this way i guess if it looks more detailed and stuff you could be like oh you rushed it'll be, it'll be clear that were you funded <laughs> or unfunded yeah um so I love that I love all this. Now there's a, there is a fun little thing in the second episode. I just want to call out um, Cameron mentions that his mom loves Kingo senior. Yeah. <laughs> this is a nice little Eternals reference there. Yes. Uh, which cracked me up. Um, And then we also, another other thing that's important. There's two more important things to uh, learn in this episode. I just want to call out first one, the bangle belonged to her great grandmother, which will become very important mm -hmm. later on mm -hmm. and ice cream pizza. Mm. I just want to ice. I like ice cream pizza. You like ice cream pizza. Yeah. You know, ice cream on pizza. You know, I, I just want to call sauce out. Still? What do you think? That's a good question. I kind of want to make an ice cream pizza and see. You ever had dessert pizza? Yeah. I'm uh, last week I made um sausage marshmallow pizza. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, I did. Sausage marshmallow pizza? Mm -hmm. It's not a dessert pizza though. Is Rachel pregnant again? What is this? No, <laughs> no. There in Chicago there was a place that we like to go to that had a pizza called the After School Special and it was a sausage marshmallow pizza and we made fun of it the first time we were there and then all of a sudden they brought us a slice at our table and we're like we didn't order this. And they're like, just try it. It's on the house. And we ate it. And we were like, oh, my God, our, our minds are blown. And so we had it a couple times while we lived in Chicago. So I made one. Okay. Yeah, Was this the place in like the. Uh... In Boys Town? Yeah. Pie Hole Pizza. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Pie Hole Pizza. Yeah. I don't know if they're still around. I wonder. If they are not around. We looked for them that time you and I were there for work. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Um, so ice cream pizza, I'm intrigued enough that I'd be willing to try it. I'd probably be awful, but I'd be willing to try a slice. Um, so we get into the third episode, and this one starts off with um, we see the bangle being picked up off of a blue arm, a Cree arm. Yes. So it's tying the Cree to the bangle. I think the current, the new Marvel's movie is going to perhaps resolve some of that for us. I hope so. Things we've I've seen. I, I hope it. I mean, I know the career involved, obviously, but yes. I, I hope it does resolve this this little bit. Um, but we see Cameron's mother, new Kamala's great grandmother, in this. We don't know their full connection yet, but we at least see them. We learn that they are from another dimension. They are called the clandestine, or Jim. I want to point out that I thought that also was a little sloppy in the storytelling. Which part? The the whole clandestine thing. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, it is a little one of the weaker moments. Episode sure. two through two, three, and four are not needed. I think there's elements of them, but overall, you could condense them down to one episode. Not even. Well, I think there. I think there's like get, I think get rid of the boyfriend interest and just focus on her, like her her family history. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like you get rid of that piece, but yeah. I think the family history pieces are what you actually do need. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, no, um, I agree there. I like that um, Bruno discuss, uh, talks about this is this is that beauty of I was mentioning a minute ago or sorry, an episode ago about how um, the MCU is starting to weave itself together, mm. like everything's starting to connect because Bruno mentions I read a paper 
about other dimensions by L- Eric Selvig. So like they're tying these little yeah. threads in there and it's, it's beautiful to watch as a comic book fan. Um, so damage control, as we said, is going after the mosque. Um, things just go haywire. Uh, Kamala does get her mask. So every episode she's starting to get pieces of the costume. Did you guys notice yeah, that? No, yeah. I did. Which, which is fine. I remember we um, talked about it back when it was coming out. Yeah. And we were, we, we were noticing. We it talked too. about that idea that it was very clear. Like that, Every episode, she was getting a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Until we get that final reveal that's yeah. so, so awesome. Um, so we get to the, she gets the mask for the wedding. And this is, I love, I love the dance number first off. I love that they just did it first off. That they did it and they showed this part of the culture. And it's a fun dance number. It It's a great moment right before the attack happens. This is where the suit, the green suit comes back is when the the boy comes in um he's wearing the hulk suit from the first episode the little yeah. hulk um suit also i love her aunt her aunt is great yeah um i just i just love the aunt i just wanted to throw it out there so she oh we also get this other part that's really weird and strange we're going to learn that her mom has a thing for bon jovi <laughs> that's just oh, going to yeah. keep coming back Isn't that 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 ties into how her parents met right yeah, ties it into how it's all about it that. is like yeah. Jersey. Yeah, it's hundred percent. That's, that's the appropriate age range, not um, not the boss. Yeah, and and the fact that it's brown, the the band playing is Brown Jovi. Yes, <laughs> is is pretty great. Oh, um, it's, one those, it's one of those fun things about you know India and Pakistan is how they they take something American and they very much make it their own and give it yeah. its own flavor yes like with bollywood and things like that I, I always find that to be such a a colorful and fun thing when that when that happens yes i i agree um i don't know what i wrote this i wrote the line absolutely not no no but whatever that is i wrote the line that made me laugh so whatever caused me to go absolutely not no no okay jeff's kiss jeff's kiss because i wrote the line i wouldn't have written it if i didn't like it uh i just don't remember now um Kamala gets um, the stretchy hand. Like we really see the stretchy hand uh-huh. during this fight. We're starting, she's developing all of her stuff and she's starting to get visions. She's already had a couple of visions. Um, she's seen a woman standing there. But this time we this see a train. to the bangle, right? Am I thinking correctly? All connected to the bangle, yeah. Yeah. But this time we see the train. And there's always uh, a little bit of a glow, right? Just Yeah, to- there's always a light, like a weird light part to it yeah. um, as well. Um, this is when her friend, as was Kamala gets away, her friend learns um, that she is nightlight. It does not go very well. Right. Um, but then the most important piece, the piece that you can't cut, this is one of the few things in the show that you can't cut, um, is when the grandmother calls her. Yeah. Oh, are you seeing visions? Because I'm seeing visions too. And I think that's just a really important part that leads into the next episode where she goes to Pakistan. Yeah. Um, and she gets hit on the bangle. Or are huh? we talking to episode four where it leads up to her going to Pakistan? Or episode three is what leads her into going um to Pakistan because she has the vision of the train and then her mom her grandma Nani is like, You need to come to Pakistan. You need to come here. Right. And so her and her mom go modern um, Pakistan. That's modern Pakistan, yeah. Okay. Um, so she gets there, she wants to see the um or we learned that the train 
the same train from the vision is the train that um the that nani got away with got left on as a kid because she mentions that yeah um i love just the little bits on this one this is just a quick episode that's um almost like a filler episode a little bit but i love the um she can't she, uh, kamala can't handle spice which i think is hilarious <laughs> that is funny i like during the tour when the cousin is like oh don't they have that on abc insta you know american born confused like that cracks me up just the little things like that culturally um but then she's gonna go off and put on uh, put uh, go off and do her own investigation she wants to go see the train yard so she gets to wear the mask and gets attacked by the other kid or the, he's not really a kid, I guess, teenager, young adult, um, who's part of the Red Daggers, um, who she will then, this is where she will learn about the other realm. And this is, to me, where it gets messy. I know you were like, the clandestine stuff gets messy and sloppy. Oh, yeah, but you also introduced basically the assassins from Assassin's Creed, yes. Yes. I can get past the assassins from Assassin's Creed because they're close enough offshoots to the hand. But yes. the whole, like, oh, they're from another dimension. Like... It does. It doesn't work the same way as it does in Shang Chi. It works in my mind. Shang Chi just works better. It does than this one. Like there's this other dimension, and if you know, they do, it would have been still... interesting if they themselves had somehow been cast out of Tao Lo too. That would actually that would be really nice if they were like, we're from the same dimension as Tao Lo because we know Tao Lo is a city. Yeah, you're from another city outside of Tao. That would actually work, or if they would be like, we're from another universe, because if we come in, there'll be an incursion. Yes. That would have worked better. The way they did it's just really strange to me. But, you know, whatever. It's a TV show. I can live with some sloppy writing. Mm -hmm. um, the things go horribly wrong. Um, and she's going to get attacked. And then she's going to, at the end of the fight, she's going to go back in time, which leads into episode five. And I love the... And I don't know if this was a response to um, Watchmen, but it feels like a response to Watchmen, how it starts off with a history lesson. Mm -hmm. And we learned a lot of people in this country learned about a moment in history that we didn't really fully understand and know about um, with the partition. True. And I love that they do. I love that they show us real clips. Then they show us the reenactment. They give us that history and then show us the history. The last time I'd seen anything equivalent was in Doctor Who. Yes. There was that one episode um, that they did cover something very similar, but that was the last time I'd seen anything covering that kind of uh, ev those events. Agreed. Um, definitely the last time I remember seeing it. Um, but it's, it's good. I like that they did it. And I love this episode. I love that we see her great-grandmother. We watch her great-grandmother fall in love. And then we have to watch everything that's happening and it start. I mean, there's no way to give us an understanding of the true pain and everything that happened during this time, mm -hmm. but we get to at least see the avatars of this with the grand great grandmother and the great grandfather and the grandmother um, having to leave their home. And you get that line when he's, when the, um, the other person brings the milk and the food, it's like, here you go. It's like, no, we won't take it because you've shunned us because of our religion. Mm -hmm. like you get to see that and you get to see the little bit of hurt and pain that the father's having to go through as it's leading into the leaving home now they wouldn't have left if Kamran's mom hadn't showed up um because that's all ultimately why they leave yeah. but it's it 
it's a great scene. I love watching Aisha. Um, I have to do this. And then Aisha ends up call at the train station because we've heard the story already of, oh, well, Aisha goes missing. And the Nani finds her dead because of the stars. She follows the stars. And now we're going to see why Aisha goes missing. And then she basically makes the wish and enchants through the bangle, calling Kamala back in time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. Kamala can help save Nani. And at first, Kamala seems confused. Like, I'm not Nani. You think I'm Nani. I'm not. And then you get that realization that, oh, no, she wasn't calling for Nani. She was just calling for whoever can use the bangle in the future, a relative, to come and help. Um, and so she ends up saving Nani. And she, at first, you, I, you think, like, oh, Kamala's going to do the stars. And Kamala's doing, like, the stepping on the hard light. But then when the hard light breaks, Nani somehow can take it because she can control the bangle enough. And make the stars herself. Mm-hmm. And that realization in Kamala's face of like, oh, I'm living through that history now. I am a part. I am connected to this. Um, which is a great way, because you're we're all connected through our own family's histories. It's a great way that she's literally connected to this history. Yeah. It's not just that it was her ancestors, like she's literally there doing it and i think that's it's a great powerful moment very uh, closed loop sort of time travel i don't necessarily care whether people want to debate on whether or not the tva would allow it but whatever i think the tva would have to allow this one but i think it's a fixed point i don't think this is actual branch i think this is a fixed point um but i don't know it would be interesting if the tva ever references it it'd be kind of fun um, so yes, yeah, so Kamala ends up coming back, and now we see there's a rift in the veil. And again, this is again the sloppiness of this show because this is a pointless scene. There's no reason for this scene of the veil other than we're gonna kill no. Kamran's mom, and Kamran's mom's gonna make a wish because she's a djinn and gonna send her power or activate the powers somehow of Kamran. Yeah, like it makes no sense. Uh, I mean, it's just why not just kill her and yes. just let it happen? Like any number of ways could have done this better. Um, But the important thing as this happens is Kamala's mom walks in at the very end and realizes that she is nightlight. (laughs) And then she starts to accept what's happening and she picks up the broken necklace that's the Z pattern that she will wear later. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we get Kamran um, going to Bruno's. And I do love when he learns, like, oh, wait a minute, your name's Bruno? I really thought your name was Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he he exhibits his powers. See, you could have totally, I mean, you're 100% right. Episode three, four, and five, or at least yeah, two, two, three, and four. four. Five is needed because it spends so much time in old Pakistan. I think you could so cut crucial. two, three, and four down to cut it to one episode, keeping the mm-hmm. family pieces of it. Give us episode five but cut the whole veil part with the dimension. Right. Just leave that part. And I think it, it would tighten the show a lot. Yeah. Writers. I want to say you did a great job. I'm just, we're just pointing out. Well, they some... had to make a show out of it. I get it. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I do think it's a good show overall. It's a 10 years ago. It would have been like a Disney channel movie night, you know, yeah. 
and it would have just been an original movie. It's a Disney Channel show. The graphics, mm-hmm. I think, are in line with that at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it has that kind of kid bop feel to it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But it is also one of the best ways to introduce this very kid-friendly character yeah. into the MCU is by... This was one of the moments that I actually thought the the shows did well by kind of breaking some of the just sort of mold that we've gotten into with superheroes kind of being, yep, here we go, superhero, big, bad, no, no. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're down, up, oh, they're not down, they're, they're succeeding. And I mean, obviously that's still the case, but they start playing with the format of it a little bit more. And, and this is one of those examples where I feel like I'm, I'm completely on board with it going to Hulu for that reason and, and yeah. really just trying to become a wide audience because I feel like this is a very approachable Marvel for families. You know, this is, yeah. this is the we of that generation. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a great character just yeah. to get the character. A great actress. Yeah. Yes. For the character. Um, my, my two-year-old knows who um, Miss Marvel is. He loves Miss Marvel from the Spidey and Amazing Friends show. Um, I think you could cut this down to three episodes. Um, ultimately, I think you could do a, a nice three episodes, extend the length a little bit, but three episodes. Yeah, you could do three one-hour episodes. Yeah. Um, so then we're into this. We're into the sixth episode, and this one. I mean, this is a really short episode. It's basically, hey, I'm I'm Nightlight. Whoa, we all know. Oh, cool. Oh, I made you a costume. Oh, you did. Oh, this is an amazing costume. You brought in my hair. Really quickly made her a costume. I might say. Yeah. That's like, like over fitted. Over It's another thing I had an issue with. It's a, it's. Well, I don't have a problem with that because she clearly made her daughter's clothing yeah. before, so she would know the size of her daughter. But so here's my issue with the fitted: is the mother's trepidation and conservative nature throughout the show, and then Kamala can be quite a buxom young lady, if you will, and it is fitted to kind of. I don't want to say accentuate it, but it certainly doesn't hide it in the way that she could have just gone more tunic and kind of flattened out, you know, Kamala and, and, and things like that. I don't know. To me, it was kind of weird. I think if we hadn't had the scene or the last episode where the grandma's like, look at your mom. And she's like, what? No. That's yeah. mom. I think that that little scene helps explain why the costume's a little more fitted that way. Because she realizes that Kamala is going to do this. I did this. Right. Let yeah, me help her and it. still make it in our culture, but make it a little bit more her. All right. In my mind, that's how it. I'll that's how it goes. I mean, she might say it doesn't matter, but yeah, I'll it. it's all make believe. <laughs> it's all make believe. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a great costume. I'm not saying it's not. It's just no. I get you. No, we're both. I mean, we're both questioning. Would the mother have made that costume? You know what I mean. Well, and that fast. I mean, what was this? Two days later. That fast is beyond. Is a different. Is a different. Yeah, two days later. (laughs) Two days later, and it's this beautiful costume with embroidery. I'm sorry, that was like a month of embroidery. And I'm assuming a certain amount of armor built into that. You know, to some extent. I hope so. Like Kevlar, almost. It does. Um, because she doesn't know she's bulletproof yet. Yeah. She doesn't discover she's yeah. bulletproof until this next episode. Uh, yeah, so she the the family knows. So she comes up with a plan. Gonna I'm gonna get Cameron out. Like Cameron's got powers. I'm gonna get him out. She calls up her friend. Hey, I need help. How are we gonna do this? Oh, I know. I got a boat. Magically, I got a boat that'll be there tomorrow. Why don't you get him over there by midnight? Nah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's so fat. I mean, this is clearly like. All right, well, we told our story. Let's wrap yeah, this let's up. Let's wrap this show up. <laughs> and boy, does Disney it wrap said we up. can't have seven episodes. We got to do it in six. <laughs> yeah, and it wraps up fast. Uh, it's like, all right, here we go. Now we're at the 
school. Here's our Home Alone moment. Another John Hughes like reference. Like here's a Home Alone. Oh thing. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then it's just bam, bam, bam. Bruno catches Kamala and Cameron about to kiss. Oh, don't tell Cameron that you know what happened to his mom. Oh, of course I'm gonna tell Cameron what happened to his mom. <laughs> like all <laughs> like the tropes are gonna happen. Um, the fight outside, the misunderstood fight, which like the, the the police going after the brown boy. Mm-hmm. And then like having to save, and then they open fire for no reason, like all so like a, the tropes you would expect. Is this this is already after the other rough mosque visit that they had, where they were offered yeah. cookies and stuff? Yep, it's after that. Like there's so many little bits. Of this um, Cameron unleashes his powers because again he doesn't understand how to use them. Kamala is trying to help him, but stop him. Should we mm-hmm. get the phrase in Biggin finally in this little bit? She finally says it, which was a nice um, applause moment for me. What's the line? Embiggen. That's what she says whenever she grows big. Embiggen. Comes from Simpsons. Yep, really does. Homer said it first. I don't remember what the reference, why he says it, but Homer says it and she says it. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Um, I like how they do the grow, like how she grows in size in this. It's just basically an armor shell that's over her. Which is really cool, but this is when we find out that she's um that she's bulletproof. Do you catch Cameron almost killed her friends? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like so close. So close to killing them. Um, but she does end up saving the day. But yeah. Cameron uh, <laughs> gets away. Um, Kamala and ever Kamala gets away. Um, crazy mean woman from the DODC gets um essentially fired. I assume she gets fired in my mind, she was fired. Gotta um, so. and then finished. yeah um then we get um kamala's gonna learn her name you know your name means marvel i feel like he says something else first then he goes there's no or word like for it so awesome translate or like perfection or something perfection, and then, yeah then it's like oh but you're it means marvel you are our little miss marvel yeah and then she yeah. gets her that's the final piece of her costume Ooh. and everything gets her name um then we cut to the one week later this is where Bruno says, I re-looked at your stuff. You are you have a mutation. Nah, 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 nah. And then um she's and I love her response back. Whatever, it's just gonna be another label. It's <laughs> like the perfect, like Kevin Feige, like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like we've introduced them now. You can't say we haven't done it. Boom. There you go. And it's also a good nod to how mutant is probably going to be used at some point in the MCU as it always was in the books. Yep. Absolutely. A moment of bigotry, you know? Absolutely. Um, Then we get our tag. Kamala's laying in bed. The bangle glows. And then she launches um, into the closet. She stands up and launches into the closet and out comes. Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. It had to be confusing, A, for Captain Marvel to get launched into this room. That had to be confusing enough. Mm. (laughs) How confusing was it when she then looks around the room and sees nothing but pictures of her on every surface? Huh? It's your stalker's room. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Like, I can't wait to see that, that scene play out in the movie. Like, I just want to see how they handle it. But um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I I can't recommend this show enough. I, I truly love this show. 
So with that, with our love of the show, because I feel we all probably like it, Eric, let's um, let's final thoughts on No Way Home and Miss Marvel. Um, two very good entries for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, No Way Home really was No Way Home feels like the end of something. Um, and so it'll be really interesting to see what they do from here. Whereas Miss Marvel feels very much like a pilot of something that still has a lot to explore before I feel like it even really finds its footing. Um, so yeah, very, very parallel. Uh, I, I think both characters, both portrayals of the characters are really good. So yeah, strong week in that sense, uh, for sure. Yes, I agree. So what, what do you say? What's your rating? Okay, so um, so no way home. Should I do that one first? Yeah, do no way home first. That's what first. So thing. yeah, that like I said, that really tied it together. I, I I rethought of it just before we 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 launched into recording here, and I, I I gave it five stars. I like it, and it ends up at number four on my list. Um, just because it really is, it really is a great. It's 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 got it's got to have that same level of respect that like um like Endgame has, where it just ties stuff together really well, and it, it pulls off what it what it attempts in a way that Spider-Man has not done until Tom Holland. And so they, it took Tom Holland to make the other two Spider-Men work completely in tying in. You love this movie. You I love really Spider-Man. I really do love Spider-Man. He's, oh my he's God. in my top ten a lot. Wow. All right. Well, let's see how much you love uh, Miss Marvel. What is your rating for Miss Marvel? If I can find it, <laughs> I guess that tells you. Um, I should be able to find it. He's it's on the screen, Eric. It's on the screen. What is that? 31? Okay, so so yeah, 31. Uh, she comes in. I gave her four stars. Solid. Uh, I do think that they could have cut a lot. It was it was extra where it didn't need to be, and so it, it almost went to three and a half stars just for how much kind of filler it felt like there was in there. Uh, but that said, it it like it's a great episode. It's a great um character, great introduction to a character, great kind of flipping of the style. A very fun take on a Marvel show. We haven't seen that yet. We'll get some more of it, thankfully. But um, yeah, just really enjoyable. So I I put it at number thirty one though. Man, you there's hate a lot the of things show. I would have. There's a well, you know it it. I love it. He's like yeah, yeah. It's good, but it's 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 got a lot of fluff, and so you if it had been trimmed down better, who knows? All right, all right, John. Um, final thoughts um, slash ratings, all that stuff for No Way Home. Okay, I will say that I think the Tom Holland Spider Man trilogy, and since he's the only the second one to get one, is the best one. I love the fact that he gets to play a little bit of redemption for the other oh. two Spider Man, particularly Andrew Garfield, who I think I feel the worst about because Spider Man Two. I'm sorry. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was such a train wreck. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the worst of um, all. I did like the fact that we brought so many different things together. It was a lot of fun. Um, I believe I gave it four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. So it's it's in my like top something. It's like it's top 11. 20. Yeah. Number so like, 11. you see there, every one of the Spider-Man Tom Hollands has climbed. Yeah. So, it's 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 a, it's a fascinating thing with this series is each one's gotten better. Yes. Yeah, and for all the complexity of No Way Home, the fact that they pulled it off. Oh yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, and then Miss Marvel, I gave four stars to. Mm-hmm. I I overall still like it a lot. I think I like it because when I put it in the overall picture of all the other Mar- app Disney Plus shows, um, 
it's like 31 flavors. It's like something for everybody. When you go to these shows, there's a little bit of everything. Yeah. There's a little bit of, you know, I won't say for Miss Marvel, there's spice because she doesn't like it, but there is something <laughs> there that allows you. And I, and I particularly enjoyed the whole it. exploration of cultural trauma, you know, and cultural elements like that, because I think, you know, I was talking about this the other day with some colleagues of mine is that what I think a lot of us don't always understand. I think particularly as, and I'm going to say as Westerners and as Americans, uh, we're also, we're really bad about this. We don't seem to really realize that within certain cultures and certain things, there are events that never are forgotten. It doesn't matter how many years, how many decades, how many centuries. I mean, there are people in the Middle East right now fighting a war between each other that's been going on for millennia, yeah, some version of it or not. And before that, if you want to talk about their mistrust of Christianity, there are there are elements inside the Middle East today that still remember the Crusades. Mm-hmm. And we don't even think about it. It's not even like a passing afterthought in Europe. But that's the thing that overall really stepped up this uh, story for me was the way that it it took on that challenge of the partition of India and really went hard at it. Mm-hmm. as an event and then the way that that translates even in bank back back down to a basic fundamental mother-daughter relationship you know it translated something very personal into something very much larger and cultural all mm-hmm. at the same time so that's why it got such a high rating for me yeah i don't agree that you don't like it but that's that's okay <laughs> neither of you seem to like it uh whatsoever um all right, so there's only so much room for things to be in my top three. I I, I know, I know, I know. All right, um, I really enjoy No Way Home a lot. Um, I love that they brought in a lot of my favorite characters. They brought in some some fun aspects of the other Spider-Man movies. Um, and I love Spider-Man, and so all of, and I love Doctor Strange. So the fact that like they can incorporate that character in. Um, for no way home it just makes me happy yeah. makes me smile um and so i i give no way home five stars um and it is it is number seven on my list um now if you just look at mcu proper um it is actually number five if you take out the two um sony spider-man verse movies um but i i really really like no way home a lot miss marvel um I give it five stars. It gets a heart. I love Miss Marvel so much. Uh, it is honestly a joy to watch. I could rewatch it again. I was smiling ear to ear on this rewatch. Um, it just makes me happy. This is not a character that I grew up reading. This is a newer character, the grand scheme of things. Um, I've never read one of her books. Um, I have fallen in love with this character so much. Um, I love her. Um, it, it just makes me happy. The casting is so great. The culture, everything about it, I just love. I can look past the story flaws because it just makes me smile um, and feel good. And for that, it is number eight on my list. Um, it would be number six if you take out the Spider-Verse stuff. The only MCU show that is higher at this moment is Loki, because there's just something magical about Loki to me. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, and the and, second season going on right now, yeah. Yeah, It. so I am yeah. I cannot wait to see more Miss <laughs> Marvel. 
can't wait to see her in the Marvels. Disney, give her a damn second season of her show. I yeah. want more uh, Miss Marvel. Um, so I, I love it. I, I love this show so much. I wanted to cross over uh, with Spider-Man. Yes. Be a fun give one. me a crossover with Spider-Man. Put her on the <clears throat> Young Avengers. Yes. Put her with Kate Bishop. Like, let's see the teen characters, the younger characters working together. Like, I, I feel like that might be what comes out of Secret War, to be quite honest with you. I, I think so. Too. I think it's going to lead into Secret War, honestly. I think it's going to be Kang Dynasty. Like, all the heroes and stuff are going to get sucked into Secret War, and the young Avengers are going to be left, and they are going to defend the world and also be the ones to figure out what's happening and go into Secret Wars save the day like that's my that's my hope and dream so yeah um i, I can't recommend miss marvel enough quite honestly um i get i i honestly do get y'all's y'all's comments and concerns i make fun ladies and gentlemen it's a bit i make fun of them for not liking things um i i do understand the the criticisms and i get it and i i follow it but i still just love this show so much i can look past um some of that so there we go. Next week. What are we going to talk about next week? Or for us in a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about mostly Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is mostly what we're going to talk about. Mostly. Um, and we will finally figure out if Doctor Strange is a villain. Yep. Um, and But we're going to, for just a very brief moment, just talk about um, the Inhumans pilot. Um, oh, and I gosh. will give my logic behind that Um on the next episode so look forward to it if you do want to watch them um dr strange is definitely on disney plus and i will go on to say i would recommend it uh if you really want to watch the inhumans pilot if you want to which i don't necessarily recommend it is on disney plus you can watch the whole show on disney plus um so there you go we will discuss that next time so you can find us um over on the twitters um at not funny guys pod on the Insta at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents blue sky, the not funny guys. You can email us, write us questions, comments, concerns. Let us know your thoughts on the stuff that we're talking about. Not funny guys. Off the reels at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell letterbox is Vash Maxwell on blue sky at Casey Franklin. I don't do Insta. You can find Eric over at the letterbox at Eckley E K L Y on the um insta at hot honey underscore comics dr john where can they find you uh you can find me on the instagram at esoteric underscore by underscore design over on blue sky at arching with a phd and on letterbox at esoteric underscore evans yep um and in the meantime we're going to continue along with our um with our extra lifing um john will put into the show notes, the extra life link, it is technically still good for the rest of the year. So if you are listening to this um, when you are and you would like to still donate, um, please click on the link. You can still donate. All the money is going towards um, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. So um, please, um, we would love if you would take a look at that as we try to raise some money for the kids. Where are hospitals again, Casey? Oh, my hospital. I'm doing um, Boston Children's Hospital. Um, what about you, Eric? I'm doing the uh, National Children's Hospital in Washington, D.C. And John? And I am doing the um, Children's Hospital here in Columbia, South Carolina. Wonderful. So it's 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 a great cause, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's uh, near and dear to at least my heart. Don't know about these guys, but I've been doing oh, this no, for no. 10 it's years. It's very dear to mine. My, my youngest son it was the beneficiary of services at the Columbia 
uh, Children's Hospital here. So we are very thankful. Yeah, so we um, we love it. It the money goes to the kids, the big beautiful kids. So um, please um, find it in your heart and donate um, a couple of dollars here or there um, to them. The link is there. It doesn't matter honestly who you um, of the three of us that you donate to, um, but Me. all money it goes to help. It goes to help. <laughs> you give it to our fourth team member who's not here right now. How dare hey, you? Hey, here's a question: Do you want to be our fourth team member next year? Write in. Ask us how you can participate in a twenty-four yeah, hour of gaming for children's hospitals. That's right. And uh, maybe you can join the Not Funny Guys as we play um, some games. All right. Might have to expand to be the Not Funny Folk. My, the Not Funny Folk. That's, that actually works. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, um, once again. And um, we'll, we'll see you soon. See you guys. Bye.